So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a life coach who ended a 20-year relationship with alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to quitting alcohol that breaks all the rules, amazing stories from women who are throwing a better party because of it, and how you can stop drinking and start living. This show is not a substitute for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a health professional if your alcohol consumption is a risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hello, my sweet, beautiful listeners. I am thrilled to be here offering you another episode. I hope you've been enjoying yourself, and I really just hope that this finds you safe and healthy and happy and with your family and seeing what's outside of your window that is full of life and renewal. And today we're going to dive into how to best utilize this circumstance to really start to unravel your thoughts and just to start to pay attention. So not only are there your thoughts about drinking, but there's also thoughts about what a situation like this means for you in your life when there is such a big circumstance outside of our control. And as you could see, if you watch the interview from last week, that when you start to manage your mind and manage your thoughts, you are so much more capable of slowing the process of our thoughts, creating our emotions to actions down so that you're making more informed decisions about how to respond in any situation. So the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so when you start coaching yourself around alcohol, you start coaching yourself around everything. And that's why these two situations can go hand in hand where you're creating a new reality 
for yourself of how you are handling and mitigating stress and also how you're understanding that emotions are okay. Before I get too far into the episode, I wanted to let you know I am put together an eight-week group coaching course for women around the relationship of alcohol and more specifically during a time of you know, collective chaos, essentially. Um, I think it's a really important and amazing opportunity to be able to come together outside of social media um, and create a small group of women who are going through a similar situation um, and where we can really support each other and dive into the inner workings of the mind of our relationship with alcohol in light of a potentially very stressful situation. And the other thing about the opportunity to do this group program is it will be over Zoom. And so it can be done actually completely anonymously where you can hear the content, you can type in questions without having to see your face, hear your voice, or know your name. Um, There will be a movement component and some meditation. I'll have a lot of tools, but all of the information and the goodies are on my website. So please check it out. And if you have any questions, simply send me an email and I will be happy to answer anything at all for you. And and what I actually think is really beautiful right now is that we just passed the spring equinox. So we're kind of still in this state of balance of pause where the light and the dark are meeting in the middle and tomorrow um, is a new moon so it'll be you guys will be getting this on Wednesday but we'll be in this kind of new moon portal which is also a time of pause and you know a blank slate of reflection so so it's a bit of a paradox we're in where there is this collective chaos but at the same time you know we're all in our homes majority of us Um, having kind of this sacred pause and this reflection of, wow, you know, what is certain and what is important in our lives right now? And, you know, even outside of all of the work we do, the the labels that define us as, um, you know, as our jobs um, and how we engage socially And then we're now with our families and in our smaller spheres and have this time to really decide, wow, how do I want to maybe spend some extra time or do I want to dive deeper into personal work? And so that's the invitation for today. So last night I was very fortunate to have a small group of women who I facilitate in a woman's empowerment circle. And it was an opportunity to receive some guidance and coaching. And also we did some meditation work and um, really looked at this opportunity and also this time in the wheel of the year as a, as a sense of renewal. Um, And this is not to bypass any, people that are experiencing um, a lot of not only physical pain, but mental pain as well. So of course we sent prayers and um, 
are helping those in need as much as we can, of course. And there is no bypassing over the fact that there are people that are sick and that are dying. But as we tune in to the healthy bodies that we have, how can we take this opportunity to strengthen the mind, to strengthen the inner light so that we can be the beacons and we can continue to be positive and send out good feelings to the people that are surrounding us because we have the knowledge of how to look at circumstance and notice our thoughts and then notice the emotions that go along with that. And I was very, very proud of these women, some of them my clients for a long time, who were really just being very mindful, knowing that they had been kind of emotionally buffering with some food and had had a little bit of state of panic for a couple of days and knew that it was time to just, you know, take a break from the media and from social media. And it was kind of time to get back into some semblance of a normal routine and be outside. Um, One woman had a reflection of, Uh, all the work that she had been doing for her clients that she was actually taking this opportunity to put some things that were really important to her that she had put on the back burner for years. She was taking this opportunity to, um, to dive into some of that. So how can you, you know, flip the script here and know that the, if your basic needs are met and you're holding um, true to staying, you know, staying safe and staying away, uh, keeping the social distancing as much as possible. How can you use this time to benefit yourself and really use this time for self-care and to start looking at your relationship with alcohol? And so I wanted to tell you a little bit of a story of how thoughts and feelings and actions work together and how they don't have to just be habitual when you start this process of unraveling and thought observation. So I took a trip last week um, to Dallas, Texas. I was supposed to be going to a one-day workshop that I was very, very excited about of um, that a mentor, a teacher of mine who I adore, who's changed my life and I've never met, was teaching. And I had pulled the trigger on this. It was really about, I really had kind of coached myself about putting myself in a room um, that I hadn't been in before, you know, of kind of a professional caliber in front of her and hundreds of other professional entrepreneurs, many of them coaches. And I was so excited. I had bought a new bag and some earrings and I was excited about what I was going to be wearing. You know, of course, none of these details really matter, but it was about showing up, right? And and so it's kind of that fourth um, shift that I talk about, about the intentional creator of how we want to show up in the world. And so this was one of those things for me, um, as I keep, you know, seeing what's possible for myself on the other side of alcohol. And so I had arrived at my Airbnb. We woke up at 3am to woke up my little boy to drive an hour to the airport. And, um, I was waiting in line to order some food And I had looked at my email to see an email less than 24 hours that the event was canceled. 
and I immediately got out of line and called my partner in tears. Um, and not really so much because of all of the arrangements and the money, but because I was very disappointed that I was not going to be able to experience this event. Um, I have, you know, read this woman, I've listened to her, I've seen her on video and all these things. And it was really for me about being live with her in this room, in this capacity. And, I was in a little bit of a state of shock. Um, it was kind of just, you know, when like they really like the next day put the kind of put the halt on big gatherings. And then there were some anger of like, you know, we knew about the situation. Why wasn't it canceled before? Um, so on and so on and so on. And kind of did a little bit of coaching with Matthew and, um, you know, knew I was safe. They were safe. The money will come and go. And so just really breaking down the circumstances of what did I have control over? Um, and I had had the Airbnb for a few more days. Um, and the weather in Dallas was not looking good and things in the world were getting a little bit more hectic. And I decided that it was going to be best for me to leave and to be back with my family. And, you know, instead of staying with fear and anger and disappointment, I really chose to dive into gratitude that I was able to get back to them um, safely, um, that we had the means to do that, and that I was in a location where I didn't need a car and I could walk to get food. I found a yoga class. Um, and so there were, you know, I was in this kind of big food court complex. It was actually really cool, but there was like microbreweries and margaritas everywhere. And, you know, it's Texas. So that's like Tex-Mex margaritas everywhere, which is always my drink of choice. And it definitely crossed my mind. Like, I was sad. I was really disappointed. And I thought about, you know, what would a drink do right now? I could go out tonight. I could go listen to some music and I could have some drinks. And what would that do? And the answers that I came up with were, it would only make me feel worse. I would be very disappointed that the alcohol didn't change my circumstances. I would be very disappointed that I didn't do the mind work of knowing that truth before I made a decision. I would be not feeling well to travel back on a plane um, you know, the dehydration and then of course lowering your immune system with alcohol. Um, I would be spending more money, just so on and so forth. I, I came up with, you know, many, many thoughts of why that decision would not serve me. And so Today, this is, you know, what I really wanted to talk to you about. We have a couple of things here of this pandemic that's going on and why this is a good time to really examine your relationship with alcohol. And also, most importantly, too, to remember your big why for not drinking that you have chosen to not drink so that you can show up to be your best self when you're needed most. And that time is right now. 
Your family needs you. Your own mental health and sanity needs you now. And so clear state of mind, a clear consciousness, and an expansive thought about what is still possible and that life is still happening and thriving are all of the thoughts that are going to help to get you through this experience because we don't know how long this will last. And what we do know is certain is that the sun will come up tomorrow. And what we know is certain is that we will have another breath. And what we do know is certain is that the life of the planet Earth, of Gaia, is in her state of renewal. And I believe that she is asking that of us as well. So what I would like to encourage you to do whatever state you are in of alcohol consumption or not, is to make a list of the things that you know that are certain. And then make a list of the current circumstances that are causing you to have thoughts that are leading you to want to have a drink. And then see if you can go back to find what is certain that your family is there, that you have food, that you are breathing, that you have time to exercise, that you have some time to read, to do thought work, to take a bath, to go out and maybe rake your yard, to take a nice long walk, to take a nap perhaps. So the things that are certain are the things that you are going to use to inspire you to create new thoughts about your current circumstances that will in turn create new emotions. And the other thing that I want to invite you to do during this time is to State your emotions for what they are. If you're in a place of panic or fear or anxiety, pick one, write it down, and then describe it. Describe what it feels like in your body. And then after you describe it, ask yourself, what is certain about this emotion? And what I know is certain about all emotions is that they pass. The other thing that I know is certain about an emotion is that it will not kill you. The other thing that I know is certain about emotion is that they are created through our thoughts. So all of these things are very powerful tools that you have right now that you have been working on, the practices that you have, whether it's your meditation practice or a yoga practice or thought work or mindfulness or weight training or gardening. Pick one thing that you do that really inspires you to stay strong and to tune into that. It could be your children. 
One of the things that always is very apparent to me, especially during times of transition or when the outer circumstances of my life feel more out of control than other times is the knowing that my work is what's right in front of me. So right now, my son is home from school and we have a beautiful property that we are very excited about developing and growing and doing work on and we moved here in the winter so there's a lot of cleanup to do and so on and so forth and if I can't go about my work in the exact same way that I had been and my son is home well what's the work right in front of me well it's to take care of him it's to be strong for him it's to know that even through a little bit of sadness and disappointment or fear or anxiety that I can sit with that know that it will pass and I can show up for him and for the work that's right in front of me so just see what is the work right in front of you and the opportunity to take this time that you are unable to leave your home for self-care and to dive deeper into understanding your relationship with alcohol is a perfect opportunity to manage stress in a brand new way. So, so many of the excuses for not being able to change your relationship to alcohol are work stress, social engagements, potentially not having enough time to look at it, and there is time now. And so this is a whole new stressor, one that no one in my lifetime has had yet, this kind of quarantine idea and the social distancing. So if you can create a new pathway right now for your brain to handle stress that does not involve alcohol, you are going to be able to show up on the other side of this so much more capable to handle all other circumstances in your life. This is a pretty big one. And so if we can come out of this stronger and more resilient with more capacity to handle and mitigate our minds and on top of it, not be drinking, there is nothing that you won't be able to handle you will be able to see your thoughts before they even show up. And so to kind of wrap up here, the invitation is to look at what is certain, what you do know, the things that are right in front of you, the work that is right in front of you that you can pour your energy and your love into. And then looking at the circumstances that are out of your control and understanding your emotions around those and then using what is certain for you that is right in front of you as inspiration to create new thoughts about what this situation has to offer you in a positive light. And also to move through emotion with grace 
and with knowing this will pass, this emotion will change. How can I show up to be the best version of me in this time where not only do you personally need yourself, but your loved ones and your family and your community, if you are a healthy body, being of healthy mind and emotion and spirit is going to be of the utmost importance right now. I wanted to leave you with some thoughts that I wrote down about why not drinking in this particular time is so important and beneficial, not just to myself, but to the collective. I want to feel amazing and enjoy this time with my family. I don't want to be sitting around thinking about where my next drink is going to come from. I want to keep my immune system at high peak performance. Alcohol creates more anxiety in the long run. Alcohol doesn't make things fun or better. It is a very temporary relief. It only makes my mind care less about the current circumstance. What is certain is that I am in control of my thoughts. What is certain is that my family is healthy right now. What is certain is that I can grow a garden to feed my family. What is certain is that the earth is in a state of renewal. What is certain, alcohol will only make this worse. It will not change anything about what is happening in the world right now. So I wanted to leave you with a beautiful poem this is by Kitty O'Mara. And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still. And listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows. And the people began to think differently and the people healed and in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new way ways and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. And I think that that is a beautiful, beautiful thought is even amongst and amidst the chaos and the things that will be needing to be repaired and the lives lost and the people that are sick, what can come out of this? And knowing that as a humanity, we will thrive and survive but is there a bigger lesson to be learned here? And is this an opportunity to do a lot of personal growth and self-reflection? I wish you a wonderful and beautiful day and I look forward to seeing you next week. If you are interested in the eight weeks of group coaching, please um, go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com and you will be directed to all of the information about that. It's going to be a wonderful time and a really amazing opportunity to be in community together and to make some really great progress with your 
relationship to alcohol and to find some freedom and experience some choice during this time. And if you need anything, please reach out. I can't wait to hear from you. Bye-bye. The process of unraveling your story outside of the confines of alcohol is truly a sacred and beautiful journey of the self. Rediscover who you are and a whole new world again. Stop by my website, Mary Wagstaff Coach. Dot com to get instant access to the on-demand workshop of my revolutionary five shifts approach. And while you're there, you can sign up for a one-on-one consultation where we will create together your life intention. This is the framework for which all of your decisions around alcohol are made from your truest and highest self. In addition to working remotely worldwide, I host private one-on-one healing retreats at my sanctuary in Mount Hood, Oregon. I can't wait to connect.